Hi, this is Adela Ryland, uh, creating podcast numero uno for Dr. J. Uh, this podcast is going over the article, What Teachers Need to Know About Language from Fillmore and Snow. And we are going to be focusing in on the part of the essay in which it talks about teacher as a communicator. Uh, before we get started talking about what I thought within the article, I first just want to touch on a little bit about what I think about communication. Whenever I read the very first sentence of the article, uh, it says in here that teachers must know how to structure their own language output for maximum clarity and have strategies for understanding what students are saying. When I first read this, I was a little bit confused at first because whenever I thought of communication, the first thing I thought was speaking. Um, and I think that's probably something that a lot of us do. We hear communicate, we think that I am the one who is going to be putting out the information. Um, but that's not what communication is. Communication is definitely a two-way road, back and forth. Um, you have to be a good communicator. You do have to be able to verbalize what it is that you're trying to say, um, as they mentioned in the article, for maximum clarity. Uh, after all, we are teaching students about these concepts that they have probably never heard of before. So we need to be very precise and clear in what it is we are trying to say. Um, but on the other hand with that, we need to know how to listen to them. Um, and obviously not just your very basic idea of listening, taking in the words they're saying and processing them, but even thinking about what it is that they're saying on deeper levels. So thinking about the patterns that it is that they're using within their language. Um, just all sorts of things like that. So we need to be able to speak. We also need to be able to listen. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the different types of communication. And this was brought to my attention as I was reading the article. Um, it talks a little bit farther down, right after they talk about the conversation between Mrs. Jones and Bernadette. I believe that was, yes, Bernadette. Um, so in this conversation, Bernadette is coming forward to Miss Jones, Mrs. Jones, and very excited about something that she or he really has to share with Mrs. Jones. And Mrs. Jones just completely shuts Bernadette off. Um, but I think it's important to think about the situation in which this was happening. And I think this is something that Mrs. Jones completely, well, there's a lot that I think Mrs. Jones completely missed. But one thing that I think that was not paid attention to on the teacher's part was the setting in which this conversation took place. Um, I remember in one of my classes, we talked about the different types of communication, the different types of language that we use on, maybe not a daily basis, but for the most part. Um, there was three types. One was your everyday conversation type of language. So uh, very basic words, words that you would use talking with friends, talking with family, just to convey how your day went, things along that line. So. Uh, that's that first type of language that we utilize. The second one was the type of language that you would use in a more formal setting. So while the first was a little more informal, the second was a little more formal. Um, this one would be if you were talking with a teacher, for example. Um, it could also be if you're talking with, uh, maybe with your parents, if you have a, I guess, a more serious relationship with your parents, probably definitely with your grandparents. So the verbiage and the vocabulary that you would use in these more formal settings would uh, just be a little bit better grammar. You wouldn't be as slack with what it is that you're saying. Um, I think to an extent, the communication and the language that I'm using right now is going to be more in a formal setting. 
Um, and that third set that I remember talking about was the academic language, um, but not just academic, because that could just be considered when you're talking to a teacher, the academic in the sense of I'm writing a peer-reviewed journal article. And within this article, I'm going to be using these words that honestly, I would never use in a conversation. I would never use them with a friend, with a teacher, anything like that, unless if it wasn't for the fact that I am writing about this very particular topic. Um, so probably a good example of that would be what we talked about in our ESL class. Um, actually, I think it was it was all over the third chapter whenever we talked about the IPA, the different types of like your thetas and just all those different vowel sounds we make. Also, they're just talking about the different, um, I don't want to say organs, but the different parts of our body and of our our voice box that so talked about like the larynx and the I think you pronounce it the pharynx all of those things those words that we would use to talk about all the different parts that help us create speech um, using that language is going to be something that I would only use in situations when I'm talking about a very specific concept very specific topic um, so with that we have Bernadette coming up to Mrs. Jones extremely excited and it's so sad because it starts out Miss Jones you remember that show you told us about when me and my mom and them, and then she stops him. Her. I don't know. Bernadette could be a lawyer girl. I don't know if it says either. Um, but Mrs. Jones stops him immediately, and she tells him, start again. And so he does again, and I'm, I, he does work on his language a little bit, but for the most part, he's just so excited to share what it is he's going to say. And Mrs. Jones stops him again, and this time she gets really nitpicky saying, well, first of all, it's Mrs. Jones, not Ms. Jones, and you know it was an exhibit, not a show. Now, haven't I explained to the class over and over again that you always put yourself last when you're talking about a group of people and yourself doing something? So therefore, you should say what? My mama and me know my mother and I. And so, I mean, she just bam, 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 knocks him out of the park. And it's super deflating. Um, we talked about how we really, we talked about this in my class with Dr. Fredrickson about how you never want to assume that maybe I have a child in my class who has darker skin. I would never want to assume that that child is going to be uh, fluent in language X, Y, or Z, just because of something on the outside. We're talking about stereotyping on a diversity day. And this kind of reminds me of that to an extent. Um, just the fact that, I mean, because the reason, I'm sorry, the reason that we talked about this in diversity day is because that, what if that child doesn't know that language and you're just assuming, well, then you're just immediately deflated that child. Um, we also talked about this because then you're just utilizing that child. You're not really, putting all of your effort and strength into teaching that child more, but you're stopping that child short um, and using them. And so that's just going to immediately cut off that ability for them to learn. Um, we also talked about this because there really needs to be a good trust between the teacher and the child. Um, in order for that trust, once that trust is built, then you can move forward and then you can begin to learn together. But unless you get that trust, then it's just not going to go anywhere. So with Mrs. Jones, completely knocking Bernadette down saying, no, 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 they don't tell me your story. I mean, she's completely dismissing the fact that he was so excited to bring something to the table and he was actually going to share something, it sounds like, something that they learned in class, something that actually applied and it was probably applying the meaning of something they learned in class, but she cut him down. Um, and now Bernadette doesn't want to say anything anymore. He finishes and says, oh, that's okay, it wasn't nothing. Done. 
um, in another class that I had in my pops class for reading, um, Dr. Torres Elias was saying that if you have a class that is not talking, they are not learning, and I completely stand by that. Children need to be talking, they need to be utilizing their language, they need to be discussing. All of these things lead to learning. They do not lead to, well, they could lead to distractions if the children's get off topic, but it, it's such a good influencer and it's such an opportunity for the children to learn even further, to dig in a little further, grow their roots. Um, so I think all of those things are super important. And so it's it's really super frustrating to see Mrs. Bernadette cut down, excuse me, Mrs. Jones cut down Bernadette the way that she did. Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about in the article, and I'll do this quickly because I know I only have a minute left, um, is that it's important, the article mentions that it's important to get ahead on the patterns that you can expect to see whenever you have children coming into your classroom who speak another language at home, that English is their second language. Uh, for example, my boyfriend is from Mexico, and when he and his family talk together, well, they speak Spanish, but if they're talking to each other and I'm around, they'll typically speak English. And I hear the brothers all the time say, oh, well, my mom. And then the other brother will say, oh, well, my mom. And I'm so confused because I'm thinking, what do you mean my mom? It's both of your moms. Our mom is what you would say in English. But they were saying my mom, and because in Spanish, that is the direct translation. Um, later on in this article, it talks about Chinese, how plurality in the past are often added after you say the word. So it's important to understand that children who speak Chinese may miss those parts. Um, so I think it's just important to get ahead on the patterns that you are going to see in your classroom so that you'll better understand where your children are coming from. And that's my time. Thank you so much.